The Los Angeles Rams are a playoff team, and we've got big takeaways from their biggest win of the season over the Browns. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button and let us know what is your biggest takeaway from the Rams win over the Browns. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports as side Dodgers nation. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre half and post game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's episode, the Rams playoff chances continue to improve. We got our big takeaways, everything you need to know from the Rams win over the Browns. But first, this episode of Lockdown Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, the Rams were in the playoffs for about three, four hours, something like that. <laughs> and of course, the Packers had to go and beat the Chiefs, but still, yeah. things are looking up. This Rams team beats the Browns at home. They score thirty-four points against the number one defense. I had him at 26 points and that felt like a stretch. I'm scoring 34 yeah. points and I'm getting that safety to put it to 36. This team looks like a playoff team, Travis. Yeah. I, I think the most remarkable thing about this, and I've never been happier to be wrong about something in my life is that here we are heading into the second week in December and the Rams are at 500 and more or less in control of their own playoff destiny. That right now they're outside the number, but if they take care of their business over the remaining five games, they're going to be in really good shape. Not only can I think they get to that seventh spot, I think that the sixth spot is a possibility as well. The Packers obviously playing pretty good football all of a sudden, not so much going on uh, in Minnesota. So the Rams are very much in this. I thought they played their best game of the season against a really good opponent. I know that Joe Flacco uh, has not played football like time. Joe Flacco was pretty good yesterday. Other than the interception he threw to John Johnson that kind of flipped the game right there, he was a good player. This is one of the top defenses in the league with the very likely defensive player of the year. And they basically threw a shutout against those guys. That They looked a, like a real NFL team. They moved the ball on the ground. They moved it through the air. It was a great win for the Rams. The, their best win of the season by far because it was a team that doesn't play in the NFC West. Absolutely. Great point there. They go out there and they beat this Browns team. Like you mentioned, Joe Flacco, like I said on the Friday show, that having Joe Flacco instead of DTR actually could have been an advantage. I think it turned out to be. I mean, you saw the beginning of the game, big play to Amari Cooper. Yep. He was clearly locked in. He was making some big throws. And you saw this Rams team go out there and play complimentary football. You got quality for four quarters for the most part. There were some penalties at the end. Havrasik, of course, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But still, the offensive line, 
I think, gets all the credit yesterday. Matthew Stafford is a hot quarterback right now. We'll talk about him. No interceptions, but he was not sacked once. Not nope. sacked once. My game ball, Travis, is going to that offensive line. Oh, they yeah. stuffed up in a big way. Not a single sack, just two hits on the QB. He was vertical. Alaric Jackson got the game ball from Sean McVay after the game. Miles Garrett, one of the best players in the game, played a little injured, but that was the key to the game because, look, the recipe is clear. Give Stafford time. He's going to cook, and it's not just Cooper Cup, right? It's Puka Nakua we'll talk about in a second. I thought that 70-yard touchdown threading the needle that sent chills up my spine. That was a beautiful ball right there that set the tone for this Rams offense saying, no, we're not, we're going to score points against this Browns team. We're not afraid of this vaunted Browns defense. Okay. A couple of things here. I'm going to, I'm going to work backwards. I'll do the Stafford thing first. Don't let me forget to talk about miles Garrett. So the throw the, the Rams break the huddle and they had a play called obviously in their huddle, they come out and you could tell very quickly that Matthew Stafford saw something that he liked a great deal because he very quickly killed the line, the killed the play at the line of scrimmage. He audibled into something very different. My uh, my pre-half and post-game partner, Kirk Morrison, said, oh, they're taking a shot right here, because you could see the way that they did it. And not only did he see it, he got the look that he was looking for, Puka nailed the route, and then you're talking about a guy in Matthew Stafford who made a throw that, what, 10, 12 guys in the league can make? And he made it, and it was perfect in 70 yards to the house. So that was the offensive side, uh, at least as far as the skilled players go. You mentioned it. Miles Garrett did not have a sack yesterday. For the first time in Miles Garrett's career, he did not record a tackle. So th this is how good they were against him yesterday. Miles Garrett's probably going to win the defensive player of the year. Yes, he's hurt. Yes, that arm clearly was giving him some sort of problem. No tackles? Miles Garrett? Really? That's an unbelievable accomplishment for that Rams offensive line to neutralize him the way they did. I know he wasn't 100%, but so what? He was out there on the field, and the Rams did a great job against him, and that's why they won that game yesterday. Absolutely. That was the big key of the game. Matthew Stafford, given time to throw, wasn't afraid. I thought he was very aggressive, too. He's just mm -hmm. not afraid to just push the ball downfield, making big plays. He's going 22 for 37, 279 yards, three touchdowns. In his last two games, look at his numbers, 508 yards, seven TDs, one pick. So he broke that streak of throwing an interception. So that was key. That's going to be key moving forward. It does feel like after the bye week, They've really figured this thumb thing out. You're seeing him continue to have confidence. It's not an issue right now. He's spraying the ball around. Seven Rams receivers made a catch yesterday. Cooper Cup sliding into a new role almost because I yeah. think my next biggest like takeaway, I hate to say this, my big takeaway, Puka Nakua is WR1 for the Los Angeles Rams right now. Puka Nakua is the best receiver on this team. You see the production. You see how he's able to continue to make plays. Once again, he was outstanding for this Rams team. End up setting the new rookie record, passing Eddie Kennedy and eclipsed 1,000 yards. Puka Nakua is him. He can get Chick-fil-A on Sundays. This guy is outstanding. <laughs> He absolutely is their number one wide receiver. Like Cooper Cup got in the end zone. is a big touchdown. It kind of put the game away for good. The Rams put themselves in a great position with that touchdown to, to Cooper Cup. But you're right. This, this goes as number 17 goes. Go back towards the end of the first half when he got banged up on the left sideline there. And I think Rams fans across the, you know, across the city were like, oh, no, if Puka's down from there, he very gingerly walked off the field and – you know, the announcement was made inside the press box that he was questionable to return. And we saw what that Rams offense looked like without him. They had a quick three and out. And you're like, oh, boy, this is not going to be good at all. 
Uh, they did get it going there right before the end of the first half. They ended up with uh, scoring a field goal there. But you saw Puka come back in the second half, and all of a sudden it just opened things up all over again. He is that guy. He is the guy that I think they're looking for first. He is the guy whose number I think is getting called the most often. And by the way, if Cooper Cup is your WR1A or WR2, you know, it's a pretty good second option right there because the Rams really looked – like a complete football team yesterday. And it was because every piece of that offense, even Tyler Higby got into a drive there towards the end of the first half. I'm sure we'll talk about Kyron Williams, but that offense starting with that offensive line was really terrific yesterday. 100%. And you look at the production, four catches, 105 yards, a touchdown, he had two rushes for 34 yards. He comes back, has that 31 yard end around. If you yeah. didn't get that to Marcus Robinson holding call, he would have even had a bigger day. And I think what really stands out for me is my guy is just straight up tough. I mean, Sean McVay said, I thought he was dead. And then he comes back to life. And he was asked about it after the game, if he was dead. And he said a little bit, I wasn't breathing <laughs> and my shoulder didn't feel like it was in the right place, but I was good though. So I love his attitude. I think it's infectious. I love his energy. And look, the reality is he's just tough and he's productive. And I think the biggest key too, it was a come out with a rib injury, kind of look like a shoulder injury. It appears like it's going to be fine. And that's, it felt like we were going to lose him for a considerable amount of time, which would have been a massive blow. Feels like he's going to be okay. And he's going to move forward. That there's going to be no issues, but I can't really say enough about Puka Nakua. I was big on this guy. Like you said, on the conductor, the Puka Nakua hype train. I thought he was going to be a really good rookie year. I say it was going to be one of the steals of the draft. I did not have him eclipsing Cooper cup as a WR one, having a 1000 yard season though. I will admit, I will say that though. I was going to say a thousand yard season in week 12. They got five games left. I mean, it's not a thousand yard season is a great season. Full stop a thousand yard season through 12 games. Forget about it. I mean, he, he has been absolutely fantastic. And I think you're right. I think his toughness is a big part of that. He's a big, strong, physical wide receiver. He's not looking to avoid contact. He's, he has been a revelation for the Rams this season. You also mentioned Demarcus Robinson yesterday. Maybe not a guy that we've said his name more than two or three times all, you know, all season, all camp long. He had a big day yesterday too. Demarcus Robinson was absolutely huge for this team. Four catches, 55 yards, had that touchdown. And also Travis, that touchdown kind of cleaned things up from those penalties too. It allowed them oh, to yeah. overcome some of those miscues, some of those false starts. So yeah, he was huge as well. I love what I'm seeing from him. But coming up on our next segment, got to talk about this defense and the play of the game, according to Sean McVay. We're going to talk some Kyron Williams. Lots to unpack here on this Victory Monday on Locked on Rams. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Locked on Rams is sponsored by BetterHelp. So you know what it's like around the holidays, right? It's it's great. You get to see friends. You get to see family. There's a lot of wonderful things about it, but it can also be a lot of stress, right? It can also be something that maybe you're not dying to do. Maybe you're not trying to, you know, see this particular person or it always seems to be conflict with that particular person. So maybe this is a good time to think about therapy, right? So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during these tough moments, or treating yourself to a complete day off from this stuff, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And if you've been thinking about therapy personally, talk about just how much better you feel when you get to open up to somebody, right? When you get to explain how you're feeling, 
Why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And we're off and running here on this Victory Monday here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, special shout-out to our everyday listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can be an everyday listener, too. Just join the club. It's 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to continue on breaking down this one. You mentioned Kyron Williams, one of our big keys to the game. It was one of our show me something. Show me you can do it against a team like the Browns. He did it. 88 yep. yards rushing, 24 receiving yards, had that touchdown. He's looking more and more like he's the guy moving forward. Love what I saw from Kyron Williams, just backing up those performances and really just continuing to legitimize himself as a top 10 running back in this league. You know, this was the game that I really was hoping to see from him. This was exactly what I think was the last piece in the puzzle, right? Do it against somebody that's not Arizona. Well, he did. And not only was it not against was it not against Arizona, but it was against one of the best defenses in football. And he did it on the ground. He did it through the air. And it wasn't like it got going early, right? This was a very slow build for Kyron Williams yesterday. I know we talked about how they found five starters in the draft this year in their 2023 draft, and they did. They also found, to your point, DMAC, a legit NFL running back last year in the late rounds in Kyron Williams. This is a, a an incredible benefit that the Rams have, that they've been able to find starting players deeper in the draft uh, than in the first round or two. And Williams is probably, you know, maybe Puka's at the top, but Williams is very close behind uh, in second place right there. It gives them a two-way go. Matthew Stafford doesn't have to throw for 350 yards. He doesn't have to be perfect. There's a little bit of a safety valve there, and he has looked terrific since coming off of the IR. Another very big game coming up against another really good defense in Baltimore this weekend. But, uh, you know, a game that felt like the Rams had virtually no chance to win. It's going to be a tough one, but all of a sudden that's feeling a little more possible seeing what we saw yesterday. Yeah, 100%. I also want to give credit to Sean McVay, too, for committing sure. to the run. I mean, he had 21 carries for Kyron, two for Nakua, one for Royce Freeman. He was committing to that run game, and that was a big reason why they're able to neutralize that pass rush. And Sean McVay talks about these players creating their own energies out there, and I think Kyron's a good example. I mean, you see a lot of the same vibes with Puka and Kyron Williams just when their ball's in their hands, when they're involved in the offense, it really just energizes the offensive line. It energizes Matthew Stafford. I think Kyle Williams has been an absolute revelation. Makes me wonder what this team would have looked like had they been 100% last year healthy with a Kyron Williams. I mean, kind of looking back, I mean, you had some pieces, Kyron Williams, I mean, he gets injured, hurts that ankle, kind of makes you think about what would have happened that would have been the case. But still, love what I'm seeing from him, and he's the guy moving forward. Makes you really understand why well, they, he committed you, you, you talked about last year too, DMAC. Well, how about just the time he missed this year, right? Or, yeah. or coming into this season where the Rams, you know, they tried to do the Cam Akers thing one more time. 
And if, if you had to really kind of crack open McVay's head and really crawl in there and try to see what he's thinking, you wonder if there isn't a little bit of man, shouldn't I? I just should have gone with Williams right out of the chute. I knew what it was with Cam Akers. It wasn't going to work. We shouldn't have made that mistake again because he is a difference-making player. You know, we'll see if he can stay healthy long-term. He's had trouble with that uh, so far through his first two years in the season. But if they get into the playoffs, and it's still an if at this point, but I love their chances moving forward, He's going to be the difference between them maybe winning a game or not because he is a different sort of guy. You know you got the quarterback. You know you got a couple of guys in wide receiver who can make some plays, but now you got a running back that can do some damage too. It's a totally different dynamic. Absolutely. And look, credit to Sean McVay because he knew. The difference there, though, the whole sunk cost fallacy, right? Cam yeah. Baker's second-round pick. Kyron was a fifth-round pick, right? But he clearly knew. Trust your gut, man. What must be done eventually should be done immediately. Now, no one to talk about Travis. John Johnson, the revenge yeah. game of the Brown. Now we'll talk about the game that he had, but first I want to get into his tweet after the game. John Johnson tweeted that get back AMF. So <laughs> make of that what you will. You can translate if you want, but clearly he was playing with a little extra juice. And Sean McVay said that his interception, in the fourth quarter was the play of the game. 651 left in that one. The Rams holding on to that 20 to 19 lead. It was a one point lead there midway through the fourth quarter. He gets that interception that changed everything. They go down the field. They have that field goal or they could have gone, had a field goal or a touchdown. It really just stopped that Browns offense when they still had a lot of life. So a massive, massive interception there by John Johnson. He's continued to have a big role. Yeah. And a nice little return on it too, because it, it was, it was a great play at a really important time. The Rams score the touchdown to go ahead 20 to 13. And you're thinking, okay, they're in a pretty good spot. Well, here come the Browns right after that. They start to move the ball really well. They score what we all assume is going to be the game-tying touchdown. They miss the kick, so the Rams have a little bit of a bounce right there. All of a sudden, they still have the lead. But I thought what was really interesting is when the Rams got the ball back, they did nothing. Instead of seizing on that momentum, they went three and out right after that, gave the ball right back to Cleveland. And you're thinking, okay, now all of a sudden you're looking at the clock. Is Cleveland going to get down there? Going to be able to kick a field goal, put them up by two. Now the Rams are going to have to try to get into all the things that go along with that. Instead, boom, John Johnson makes a pick. You get the ball back, sets them up for another score. Now, not a great throw from Joe Flacco. I thought it was the one throw that he made yesterday that looked like a guy that hadn't played football in a really long time. He just completely misread the situation, made a very bad throw. But Johnson was there to take advantage of it. I thought it was a big play. I agree with Sean McVay. It really did kind of put the game away for the Rams. And look, this is something they have not been able to do most of the season, right? They have not taken the ball away very often uh, as a defense. The defense has been good. They don't give up a lot of points but they haven't taken it away very often and they got a big one at exactly the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, it was a very inaccurate ball there by Joe Flacco. You still got to make that play, right? I mean, defenders, secondary players are there for, they're not receivers for a reason, right? Sometimes they tend to drop plays like that, but still he took advantage of just even not just that play. I mean, he had six tackles. He was tied with Ernest Jones for the team lead. He had two pass breakups. He intercepted that pass late and he's just a big part of this defense. And I think you look at this young secondary, you look at this young Rams team in general, having another veteran there that's able to produce is really going to help this team. That's now hell bent on making the playoffs. That's now making a run at this playoff team that really has a decent chance at this point. I think it's going to be huge moving forward. You look at Kobe Turner. He had a big game, Bobby Brown. He had some nice moments. So this defense, things are really starting to click. 
And look, they've been overachieving all season long. Give Raheem Morrison, the defensive staff, a lot of credit. And you're seeing that again. Also, too, Aaron Donald's having fun. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you don't see what he does in the box score, opening things up for Kobe Turner. He's out there dancing, doing his thing. Stafford's having a good time. It's just this blend of young, inexperienced Rams players that are starting to figure it out with these legendary players that are still having fun playing this game. I thought that's a great point, D-Mac. I thought the same thing, that when you saw them get that sack and here comes Kobe Turner and here comes Aaron Donald and they're locked together with their arms and they're skipping back to the bench, this is a kid player in Turner and one of the great players to have ever put on an NFL uniform in Aaron Donald, and they're having the time of their life, and they're together, and they're you can tell it was a, te- a moment of, of unity. It was a moment of team. And, you know, go back to the beginning of the season when they, hey, is Aaron Donald want to be here? He said, as long as these guys are about it, I'm about it. And he found a couple of guys certainly that are about it like he was. It was great to see. And look, energy, positivity, camaraderie, whatever you want to call it, I think there that does go, uh, uh, it does count. Uh, I think it counts more in football than it does in anything else. And you got to see it a little bit yesterday. And especially if it's number 99 with a big smile on his face, you know, stuff's going pretty well for the Rams. Yeah, and I hate to sound like some life coach here, but it's like, how do you spell fun? W-I-N. So it's like, yeah, of course, having fun when they're winning, right? That just makes everyone have a good time, and you're seeing them take advantage of But definitely a great, great, satisfying win yesterday against the Browns. But coming up in our next segment, we do have some things that we didn't like yesterday from the Rams win and some things they need to correct moving forward. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, so we are getting into bowl season. We're getting into NBA, right? There maybe you're a hockey fan. Of course, we still got about a month, month and a half, and then playoffs in the NFL. So where are you getting your tickets, right? The Game Time app. Put the Game Time app on your phone, and then you don't have to worry about where you're buying your tickets for your next big event. It's the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all of your sporting events, your comedy, your concerts, theater events, everything near you, and Of course, they got killer last-minute deals, including an hour after the event starts, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. The Game Time app takes the guesswork out of you buying your tickets. And, of course, you get to see your view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly where you are. You know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees with those all-in prices that show you your total upfront. So what are you waiting for? Put the Game Time app on your phone Create an account and redeem the code locked on NFL for $20 off. That code is locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, definitely a great win. You look at the playoffs chances right now. New York Times has them up to 56% chance, a 56% chance the Rams can make the playoffs. And you look at a team that was three and six, a team that we're talking about a top five pick, a team, a lot of people out there. Yes, Travis, a bad three and six, not bad just three and six. six, but they looked bad doing it. That it wasn't just that there were three games under 500. It's the way that it looked while they were going there. Don't that Cowboy game was ugly. That game against the Packers was ugly. The game against the Steelers was ugly. They were coming unglued at three and six. And fast forward four weeks, you get a buy in three wins, and the world looks a lot different. 
Exactly. That bye week. I don't know what they did during Ooh. that bye week, man. They, they all go to Mexico, they all go to Cancun. I don't know what they did, but <laughs> they definitely got back on track. And they said, hey, we want to make the playoffs. And Matthew Stafford got healthy. And it makes you think, too, if he had gotten a backup quarterback for that Green Bay game, there would have been a much better ch- uh, chance right now. But still. Hey. That's that's the game that's keeping you out right now, right? That you lose that you're both six and six. You lose the tiebreaker to the Packers because they beat you. And Brett Rippon was not up for the job that day. I, I I think of all the things that the Rams have done in the McVay era, not addressing that position with more seriousness, I think is 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 something that has to be different moving forward. I know you want to you only have X amount of dollars to spend, and you want to make sure that you're spending it on people that are going to be in the game frequently. But we've seen it too many years in a row with the Wolfords and the Perkins and Stetson Bennett was certainly not up for the gig. Uh, Rippon was not. Uh, I, I don't know what Carson Wentz's future plans are in this league, but if you can find a way to keep him at, at a cheap rate, I think that's incredibly important. Absolutely. With someone like Matthew Stafford, who's great when he's healthy, but yeah. he's gotten banged up. Father times undefeated, like we say. So I absolutely agree with you on that one. Now, just taking a look at where they stand right now in the playoff seating. Like I said, a few hours there. It was great. I kept refreshing the NFL.com's playoff standings just because I love to see it. I love to see us in the playoffs. It felt really good. Then I refreshed it right after the Packers game, and we were there in the eighth spot. So they dropped the eighth spot. The Packers beat the Chiefs. If you look at wild card spot right now, you have four teams. They're tied at six and six. If you look at the tiebreakers, Vikings and Packers. They have the six and seven seeds. The Rams and Seahawks, they're right there in the hunt. Rams have to worry about the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Packers, also Buccaneers and Saints. They're not out of it yet. So whoever wins the NFC South, they're going to get that four seed. So it's going to be very interesting coming down to the wire here. Next week, they're at the moment seven and a half point underdogs against this Ravens team. Yep. Who knows, right? With this Rams team, who knows? They're out Andrews and I'm not going to, I am four and four, my last uh, four Rams games picks, but I don't know if I'm ready to pick up to beat the Ravens, but still I'm not, a little hype right now. I think that'll cool down a little bit come Friday, but sure. so anything can happen in the NFL, right? Travis. Yeah. Look, it, it felt like a game that they would have, you know, if they played it 10 times, maybe the Rams would have won once, but now I think maybe you play it 10 times, maybe the Rams win it three times. You know, and, and that's a huge difference. You know, having a, a 30% chance is a lot better than having a 10% chance. And we've seen it. They can score points. They don't give up a lot of points. Now, Lamar Jackson is an MVP candidate. The last time we saw the, the Rams play a Lamar Jackson-led Ravens team, Lamar Jackson had one of the great performances I've ever seen with my own two eyes at the Coliseum a few years ago. But they're very much in it. I know one of the things that... Uh, we don't love about the Rams team is their kicking situation and Lucas Haversick. You just hope that uh, it doesn't come down to a kick here or there. I, there's not a, you know, a secret stash of NFL kickers that you can tap into at this point in the season. But I, I, I just hope that whether it's Baltimore or perhaps even more, you know, potentially de- disastrous Washington, New Orleans, and New York and the Giants and coming down to a kick there. And you just have a very green, very inexperienced, and quite frankly, not very good kicker lining up to get a kick that may or may not put you in the playoffs. Uh, it, it, it could be a problem because he's missed, he missed another one yesterday, 43 yards that in the NFL, you got to make your 43 yard kicks. And that thing wasn't even close. Yeah, and that definitely, if we're going to pick one thing that we didn't like, there's some other things in there we'll probably talk about tomorrow, but probably the main thing, though, Luke Haverisic, he's not the answer at the kicker spot. He missed another kick, his third in the last two games, a 43-yarder 
I mean, Brent Maher would have made that one, right? I mean, come on, a well, fourth yardy pushed it right. <laughs> it just didn't look good at all. And unfortunately, they just have not found that kicker. And sometimes, like we saw before they found Gay, right? It's going to take a couple kickers to get that guy that you can trust in. Now that this team is looking like a playoff team, those playoff games can come down to a kick. They can come down to three points or not. So that, honestly, when I wake up at 3.30 in the morning in a cold sweat, I'm thinking of Luke Haverisic pushing a kick right on a 43-yarder. It was not a good kick. And yeah. it's one of those, like sometimes you'll hit it right and the ball will just kind of drift. But this was that right at impact, it was wide right. There, there, there was no chance that that kick was actually going to go through. Look, again, and it's exciting because the Rams are six and six. It's exciting because the Rams kind of have their own playoff future in the palm of their hand. Rams knew what they were doing coming into this season. They were not going to pay Matt Gay. They were not going to spend money on something that they did not think was going to be the difference between them being a successful football team or not. They had a very deliberate plan coming into the season. So far, it's been kind of the best possible version of this plan. They found five starters in one draft. They're incredibly competitive. They are in the playoff picture in the middle of December the kicking thing may be the one little thing that wasn't addressed that could be the difference between you being in or out. But who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe they put up enough points that it doesn't come down to a kick. But it, it is the thing that, like you said, if you're just kind of saying, is the quarterback good? Yep. Is the O-line good enough? Yep. Did you find some position players in Cup and Kyron Williams? Yep. Is the defense doing up the doing holding their end of the bargain? Yep. Is the special teams unit good enough? And I think the answer is probably no. And you hope it doesn't come down to that. Yeah, no, 100%. And they definitely need to find a way to get some consistency there. McVay gave him a little confidence, saying that he's confident moving forward. But still, it's a results-based business, right? I mean, if you're not producing, they got to figure out a way. And yeah, hopefully it's not going to rear its ugly head. But they don't do something now. Makes you wonder if they're going to learn to regret it because they it feels like they didn't hit on Maher and Haversick clearly wasn't the guy either. You can find kickers in the way they're trying to find kickers. We know that. They've proven that. But unfortunately, just yet, they just haven't been able to do it. But still, this Rams team, their first three-game winning streak since 2021. This Rams team is streaking here. So it's definitely something you feel good about. You feel good about this Rams team. And we're going to break it more down tomorrow. We got winners and losers tomorrow. More from this one coming up on Lockdown Rams tomorrow. So be able to... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just what a win for this Rams team. But, uh, yeah, Travis. Yeah, I just want to say, if people are watching us on YouTube, they see that you're in a hotel room right now. I, you're in Nashville, and I would very much like you to come back with Shohei Otani, please. Aubrey Otani, yeah. I think I can get him through my baggage <laughs> baggage claim right there. Yeah, for sure. I'll put in my little duffel bag. I'm, I'm coming to get Shohei. I'm coming to get Yamamoto. <laughs> Dodgers fans, I got us. So, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I just I need a decision, man. I don't even have a watch anymore. I'm on Otani time 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven hey, days a week, Travis. I, I don't know anything. Can Otani kick? I mean, I, I don't know. Probably. There probably isn't anything you can't do. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's all I'm saying about Otani. I, I, I'm pretty darn optimistic. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. You heard it, Travis Rogers, right here. It's pretty optimistic. Dodgers fans loving to hear that. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams slash Locked On Dodgers here. But thanks again for rocking with us, guys. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And of course, Mr. Travis Rogers, the people's champ. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams' house.